Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Tuesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us and uh, we're a day away. Tomorrow Wednesday's a big hump day for us as far as sports go locally here on the Big X at 530. We've got sectional baseball from Jennings County. Tomorrow night we'll have the Jeffersonville Red Devils in the opening game as they'll take on the host team, Jennings County, the Panthers. Game number two, though, on Wednesday night. That is the game of the sectional, I believe, New Albany and Floyd Central should be a doozy. I expect that we'll see great pitching, the top pitching from both of those clubs on Wednesday night, and it's the second game scheduled to start around 7.30 or so. We'll have both of those games on the Big X, 1450 and 961, and streaming online at BigXSportsRadio.com. P.K. Falkenstein will join me, and we'll be back on Saturday, we hope, weather pending. I know there's some weather coming in Wednesday tomorrow, but we'll be back for the semifinal game, which would pit if Jeff wins against the winner of, of New Albany Floyd Central. So we're going to have all of our local teams combined for that semifinal on Saturday if it works out that way. And then hopefully we have a, a local team left that's playing in the championship game on Memorial Day Monday for some high school baseball sectional championship action on that day. But that is going to be really fun on Wednesday night. Again, we'll be on the air right at 5.30, I believe, as first pitch comes in from that Jeff Jennings County game. So if you can't make the drive up to North Vernon, keep it locked on the Big X for postseason baseball coverage, beginning with what I think should be a thrilling 4A sectional. I think it should be great baseball all week long. I think it's very likely that we have one of our local teams come through the bracket and win, but again, because of the setup of the bracket, Jeff, if they win, and then the winner of the Floyd Central New Albany game are going to play on Saturday. So we'll be down to one local team. Seymour and Bedford drew the bye. They'll play each other on Saturday in the other semifinals. So we'll see how that plays out, but we'll be a lot of fun to be in Jennings County tomorrow night, 530 on. Join us. We'll be on basically all evening from North Vernon and hope that you can be with us uh, on our broadcast. Also, Wednesday night is an opportunity to hear from Coach Woodson and Coach Allen right here in southern Indiana. They will be at Huber's uh, Winery on Wednesday night about the same time we're beginning our baseball coverage is when uh, that event will be uh, gathering and getting underway. So a big sports night here in the area tomorrow. Um, what a better time. There's not a better time uh, to hear from Coach Woodson. He should be very jovial, very excited, very much in a good mood. He's going to be with a lot of Hoosier fans here from southern Indiana. And he found out just a few days ago over the weekend that he's got his guy back, Trace Jackson Davis, 
returning to the Hoosiers for a fourth season of college basketball next year. So he should be in a, a great situation, a great environment, and I think it'll be a lot of fun to hear from Coach Woodson. Also, from a football perspective, uh, where do things stand? And this is a very pivotal year, I think, for IU football as they try to build to the future. And Coach Allen, of course, at one time such a hot coach in the country as far as his success and his off-the-field leadership. Can he continue that momentum? Or after a bad season a year ago, does some of that go away? So I think it's going to be really interesting on Wednesday night to hear uh, what those coaches have to say. The good news is if you can't join us uh, or can't join the event on Wednesday night, we will play back on the Wednesday program at least what Coach Woodson has to say. Uh, We'll play probably the media portion of the event and also uh, what he has to say to the to the folks at Hubers, the big crowd that will gather uh, for the event on Wednesday night. So a big week, a fun week, and uh, keep it with us every day here at 11 o'clock on the Big X for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. But uh, this is going to be a fun week, and let's hope that the weather holds out because there is an opportunity uh, for some rain in the forecast tomorrow. Jennings County. Like so many of our local fields, they do have a turf infield. They've had a lot of improvements with their baseball uh, stadium. And so let's hope that uh, despite some rain, that the weather allows those games to get in. They're also, from a a high school perspective, it's so important pitching-wise. If you've got just a couple guys you want to use to stay in that rotation of a Wednesday-Saturday situation, it can really cramp you up if it gets to be a Thursday, Saturday, or God forbid, a Friday, Saturday, or some kind of situation like that. But we've seen crazy weather situations before with high school sports and high school baseball, and uh, let's hope that we don't see anything too crazy uh, here on uh, Wednesday night when sectionals get underway. All right, let's look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one here in just a moment, we've got our daily headlines, a summary of the day's top IU in Southern Indiana Sports News. Of course, uh, the fallout, the the cheers, the excitement about Trace Jackson Davis returning to IU have uh, the Hoosiers highly pegged right now in the Big Ten Conference for next season. And we got a chance to hear from Trace Jackson Davis uh, yesterday. He had a press conference that was actually a Zoom conference from his parents' home, uh, I believe in the Center Grove, southern uh, part of Indianapolis, south metropolitan area uh, yesterday. And so we'll tell you a little bit about that and some other local notes to get to. Also, later in the show, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. He's always with us on Tuesdays. And we'll go through what TJD returning means for IU. And, you know, really, if there's a negative side to it, and I don't think you consider this negative, but there are a lot of guys and there's only 40 minutes in a ball game. There's only five players that can be on the floor at one time. So with TJD back and by all accounts ready to dominate and have his biggest season yet, what does it mean for some of the other guys in the IU rotation that we're hoping and expecting more time, especially maybe some front court players. And so we'll talk about that with Mike when he joins us a little bit later as well. We'll get into some recruiting also and a lot more IU stuff when Mike Schumann is with us in segment two. Later in the show today, we're going to give you some of that Trace Jackson Davis audio from yesterday uh, when he told the media about his decision to return. We're going to play, oh, the first eight or nine minutes of that interview. Uh, You'll get to hear from Trace directly, but he was very square I thought yesterday with the media that the COVID situation 
really made it an easy decision for him to come back and give it another year of college basketball. Uh, he was asked a lot of stuff, so we'll have some of that for you coming up a little bit later in the program today. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. You'll hear me mention this next read from time to time here on the program. I want to tell you about Shady Rays. I, I bet you've heard of them. They're an independent American-owned company that started in Kentucky, just across the river, some St. X connections to the Shady Rays project product. Uh, but they are very high-quality sunglasses at a very, very reasonable price. The industry's best combination of fit, style, and performance without these crazy big brand price tags. And I can tell you when it comes to sunglasses, there are some big price tags out there that just simply aren't worth it. But check out Shady Rays. This is exclusive for listeners of the Hoosier Report and all of our coverage here on the Big X. Shady Rays is offering 25% off so you can try them out and see what Shady Rays is all about. If you use code BIGX at checkout, again, BIGX, all one word, at checkout, you get 25% off of adult shades, and you can find those on the Shady Rays website. So give them a, a try. BIGX, the, the code word, 25% off. It's a good product. It's a local product. It's a stylish product. And as you head out to baseball and vacations and so much, especially if you're a golfer in this uh, summer months of June, July, etc., make sure you pick up a pair. They're stylish. They'll go with about anything you wear, uh, casual, business, whatever it may be. And they're good people, and it's an affordable price. So, again, Shady Rays, visit the website. Use Big X, the code, when you check out for 25% off a special offer for our listenership uh, it's a great product, so make sure you check it out. You'll hear me talk a little bit more about Shady Rays in the coming days here on the show. And a reminder, the Thornton's text line is open, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Let's get into some news of the day. Really, so much around Trace Jackson Davis. My takeaway from his press conference and his answers yesterday, and again, we're going to play some of it a little bit later in the uh, hour for you, is that he really is uh, set on being a leader. I think we already recognize him as that, but he seemed to be someone that really uh, wants to take over a major, major leadership role at IU. I also thought it was interesting. He talked about uh, leaving a championship legacy at Indiana. Really, if you think about it, every year that Trace has been there, they're legitimately have been no real opportunities for IU to win a title, whether that's a Big Ten championship or maybe even an NCAA championship or at least make some major noise in the big dance. And I'm still sure that a lot of you would shy away from major noise in the big dance, but a Big Ten success, a Big Ten championship, I think it very much is in reason with you when you consider Trace and others back and others coming in. And uh, so to hear him talk about some of that, very serious. Uh, talked about a lot about his changes coming up in off-season workouts. We're going to talk with Mike Schumann about that a little bit later in the hour. Also another takeaway from his interview yesterday, he really, and he said this point blank, he never considered uh, transferring to another school, which I think is pretty obvious. And he also never really thought about name, image, and likeness during this process. He was 
set on figuring out if he was ready for the NBA, and if not, he wanted to come back to college basketball. The only destination he would come back to is IU. And, you know, we talked a lot about on the program that coming back would have to be boosted by the fact that he could actually make some really good money through the NIL process. But he claims, and and very serious when he said that, that NIL was really not a factor in his uh, feedback and in his reasoning to come back to IU this season. Also, I found this interesting. He talked a lot about his relationship with Coach Woodson. In fact, he said that when he called Coach Woodson on Thursday of last week to let him know, hey, I've got COVID and I'm just going to come back to IU, he said Coach Woodson was actually really surprised and they had a a long talk about the offseason and he talked about trying to help coach Woodson with things because he is a newcomer to college hoops he's got one year under his belt and even some of the things maybe that worked under Archie Miller uh, Trace made reference to uh, to incorporate some of those in offseason workouts and in the the team the program for next season and he talked about leading taking freshmen under his wings and I thought this was good he said this is the best team I've been on since I've been here. It's not even, and I'm going to read a quote here, it's not even the sense that it's the talent we have. We have talent all across the board from the guards all the way down to the centers. We have dudes that care about the program and are here for the right thing. So if you're an Indiana fan, Trace Jackson Davis coming back is obviously huge. We all get that. We all understand it. But what he told you, what he told us yesterday in that press conference I think some very, very interesting things about leadership and his plans for the offseason, his uh, a wish to leave a legacy at Indiana uh, for the fans, and talking about his teammates. He even got into the Northwestern situation where there were some suspensions. Just a really, really honest conversation with Trace Jackson Davis yesterday. We'll play some of it for you a little bit later in the hour, and we'll talk more about it with Mike Schumann coming up in the next segment here in just a bit as well. Also, uh, wanted to remind you the Thornton's text line is open, that number 502-414-1450. Love to get your thoughts on Trace coming back. Uh, love to get your thoughts on a lot of things around IU basketball. And again, that number 502-414-1450. One other thing I want to mention here in the first segment, I know I'm jumping around a lot today, but there's a lot of different things to get into. Kentucky and Summer Basketball League play begins in June. going to be some great games. It's going to be way over 300 and something games when you add them all up, put them together. In fact, I'm not so sure it won't be up somewhere around 375 or 400. It's going to be just crazy this summer. High school teams, a lot of varsity games. You got games of all levels. And I'll keep you posted. We'll preview the league coming up here next week. I know we got a lot of basketball fans that listen to this show, even in the offseason, that want to hear about high school hoops for next year. But one thing I wanted to mention to you from the schedule that's going to come out here uh, to the fans later in this week, on Friday, June 3rd, at uh, Kevin Hammersmith Memorial Park, which is on Charlestown Road. It's behind Northside Christian Church. It's the new park in Floyd County, uh, owned and run by Floyd County Parks and Recreation. There's going to be an outdoor night as part of the Kentucky Anna Summer Basketball League, and we'll have times and details uh, to you. But make plans to attend. Varsity basketball games are going to be played outdoors on June 3rd on Romeo Langford Court, and then, of course, the Phillips Pavilion Court, which has an open-air cover over top of it. It's unbelievable. Scoreboards, referees, quality playing surfaces, glass backboards. I've told people some 
of those goals are better than certain high school gyms I've been in, to be quite honest. But it's going to be an outstanding night of basketball. The evening's going to have like an Indiana versus Louisville, a Kentucky versus Indiana flavor. Uh, New Albany, Jeff, Floyd Central, Providence, many others will participate from the Indiana side. And you're going to get some of the great Louisville programs as well, like Mail Evangel Christian is going to be really good in Louisville next year. They're going to participate, as will Butler, DeSales, and others. But we'll have that out here very soon. Later this week, the schedule for the league and also that outdoor night. But I really want to encourage you to bring the children, uh, come out to the park, $3 admission to get in that goes to the parks for that evening. It's going to be outstanding games. There's going to be food available. Uh, It's just going to be really, I think, a celebration of basketball here in our area. And when we got those courts in, I thought, you know, we got to do different stuff with these. we got to do stuff that you normally don't think of. That's how quality they are. And to have some high-level varsity games, a full evening of basketball, uh, I think it's going to be really special for our area. So we'll talk more about it, uh, but we'd love to see you out there. It's Friday, June 3rd. It's all going to get underway at 5 o'clock, and it'll go basically until – the sun goes down around the 9 o'clock or just after that 9 o'clock hour this time of year. So June 3rd, outdoor night, Kentucky and Summer League. It's going to be so much fun, and I wanted to go ahead and put it out there to you now so you could maybe put it on your calendar. I know we're in a busy time of year. There's a lot going on, but it's going to be a fun, fun night. And uh, really excited to be uh, a part of organizing this and gathering some of the great teams from the area. We're going to have some special guests out there as well. So just wanted to mention that early. You'll hear me talk a lot more about it, but outdoor night on June 3rd as part of the Kentuckiana Summer Basketball League. We'll head to a commercial break. Send me a text, 502-414-1450. Something on Trace at IU would be good for the next segment. We're going to talk with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. And then we're going to hear from Trace Jackson Davis, the audio of a portion of his presser from yesterday where he made it official. He's coming back to be a Hoosier again next season. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Tuesday edition of the program. The Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Mike Schumann of The Daily Hoosier, my guest right now. You can read Mike's work at thedailyhoosier.com and also follow him at daily underscore Hoosier on Twitter. Mike, uh, I tell you what, Trace Jackson Davis yesterday, his presser, he was serious, he was focused, and I almost thought his press conference and the way he handled things and answered questions mimicked what he is uh, telling us he wants to be next season for Indiana, a strong, calm leader of sense. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. Matt, and thanks for, for having me. Um, I, I really, I've always enjoyed talking to Trace at those pressers because he gives you thoughtful answers. Um, you know, he, he doesn't, He's not guarded in, in what he has to say, 
And so you always feel like, you know, you're, you're going to get something out of him, you know, you know, not trying to get scoop out of him or anything like that, but you're just going to get a real thoughtful, candid answer for him. And, and we got a whole lot of that over the, the last few days with, with him. And, and I really, what really stood out to me was just the, the talk about, you know, really taking on a leadership role. And he, and he didn't even really use the words leadership. He, he spoke, you know, his plan and, and what he actually intends to do as a leader of the team. So it was more than just platitudes. It, it was real, real things that, that, that he's been thinking about talking to Mike Woodson about. And, um, you know, I, I, I was very impressed with him, uh, with, with the way he went about his business here over the last couple of days, had a lot of feedback from fans that, you know, you, you talk the talk, but you actually have to, deliver the results next year and I, I think that's legitimate too and I, I think that's kind of where we're at is you know kind of seeing where this whole thing goes I tell you what uh, you had to love the way the presser started he was on zoom uh, at his parents house and he got about halfway through the first question his answer to the first question and he had to excuse himself for a few moments because I guess his dog it was out of view you couldn't see the dog but his dog was was whimpering a bit in the background so uh, that got Trey some bonus points, I'm sure, for for uh, interacting with his dog there. But we had a little delay to get Trace's answer because of his pet. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a funny moment. Also, a good healthy reminder that that this is you know a guy that's still living at his parents' house and um, you know just a, a guy in college trying to to figure out his life. So I, I think that's always a good healthy start to a press conference is to to be kind of reminded as to who exactly you're dealing with here. Obviously he, he's living a different kind of college life than, you know, his predecessors with this new era of name and image and likeness and everything like that. But he's still a guy that, you know, is very young, very early in his life. And, um, you know, his, his dog did in fact make an appearance on the press conference yesterday. <laughs> Mike Schumann of the daily Hoosier, my guest, Mike, um, he even talked about, he was very open, very honest. I, I felt it. And I know he's been that way before, so it wasn't really that big of a surprise, but I guess for fans, I'm sure especially it was nice to see, given the message that he had yesterday with his goals for next season. But he even brought up the Northwestern situation, which was really a low point of the season for the Hoosiers. And I think had it not been possibly for that and that losing streak of what was it, five games that followed or included that Northwestern game where there were some suspensions, Indiana may have been a, a bit higher as far as a seed and maybe – uh, wouldn't have had to sweat it out like they did in the Big Ten Conference, wondering and wishing if they would make the tournament in Mike Woodson's first year. But I thought his comments on that situation, with about as much as he could say, was very interesting. Yeah, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. There was a stretch there where it kind of looked like the Northwestern loss could have been the difference in making the NCAA tournament or not. And so it w- it was a very – Critical point in the season, you're right, it did turn into a, or was part of a five-game losing streak, and he he definitely spoke with some level of detail about that situation. Um, you know, what stood out the most is just the fact that, you know, he was consulted in terms of how, how to go about punishing the players uh, who violated curf- curfew up there in Chicago and he and, and Race Thompson actually said that they, they wanted those players that, that were not following the rules to be suspended for, for a game of, of that magnitude, you know, a Big Ten conference game on the road. 
for a team that was, you know, clearly, even at that point, you know, clearly going to, you know, have to have some success to, to make the big, to make the uh, NCAA tournament. Um, so, so he, he showed some leadership there and then, you know, going into the, the, the press conference yesterday, just, you know, the openness with which was, he was talking about, you know, you know, and I, I don't think this was so much last year's team. I think this was going back to his freshman and, and uh, sophomore years a little bit more, but talking about, you know, drug issues with, with the teams and, you know, how the, the program and the school goes about handling that, you know, wanting it to actually be more strict in regards to rules for, for punishment for that sort of thing. When's the last time you've heard a player, you know, want more strict rules uh, for uh, punishment for players? I, I can't recall hearing something like that before, um, but it just goes to, you know, that this is a guy that, you know, he, he's got dual, he's got a dual path right now. He, he very much wants this upcoming season to finally be the one that proves that, that he has the complete skill set to play in the NBA, but but I do think he genuinely does care about, you know, both the success of the Indiana program and his own legacy as part of that program, and so I think he's very serious about you know making sure that there's no silliness that happens in this upcoming season that sounds like has been a factor over, over over his career at Indiana. And we're going to play some of the audio from Trace back in segment three today, so stay with us for that, listeners. But I also want to talk a little bit about what Trace had to say about the offseason because he mentioned uh, when he spoke with Coach Woodson on Thursday of last week to let him know his intent to return uh, to college hoops for next season at IU – uh, that maybe this off season, some of the workouts he does, and it sounded like maybe even some of the things that IU does as a program could be a little different. Yeah, it, he certainly did say that. I remember him and, and race and others last year, you know, going into the season talking about, you know, what was different under Mike Woodson. And the, the thing they kept bringing up was how much they were running and conditioning. <laughs> and, and they were kind of saying it with a smile, um, you know, like they, they understood it, but they were, you know, kind of like, wow, this is, this is a lot of running. Um, it, you know, to, to the staff's credit, you, you could see an immediate impact. I know there were games earlier, early in last season where Jackson Davis, uh, was running the floor way better than he had in the past. There was one play where he dunked the ball. His momentum took him out of bounds. And so he was the last person going the other direction, and he got all the way back and blocked a shot on the other end. And you're at that point, you're like, wow, I, I actually see what they were talking about with the conditioning program. But, yeah, to your to your point, he he actually it sounds like he he had took the initiative to to talk to Mike Woodson about you know changing some of that stuff going into this season you know having a heavier heavier emphasis on you know actually playing five on five you know sounds like a heavier emphasis on on the offense which makes a lot of sense after a heavy defensive uh, emphasis last year uh, with with uh, a bunch of new guys coming together and making sure they had that part right. Um, and so, you know, what what really, again, stands out is just, you know, kind of the off-court Therese Jackson Davis, the, you know, having the, the, the courage and the confidence and the leadership skills to go to his head coach and, you know, say, you know, I, this is the way I, as a representative of the, the players, want to do things next year, you know, during the offseason. This is how we want to prepare. 
Um, you know, going all the way back to, to Coach Knight, I, I remember, you know, him talking about some of that stuff, you know, the expectations that he has for, for guys coming into their senior years, the, the leadership, the strong voice that he wants. And, and it kind of reminded me of, you know, the things you, Coach Knight used to say and expect out of his seniors. I, I think, you know, while it may sound strange for a player to kind of go to a coach, not not with demands, but with recommendations and, and, you know, representing the players, I think that probably resonated pretty well with Mike Woodson. You know, obviously you and I and others will get a chance to catch up with Coach Woodson tomorrow, and that, that might be one of the things I want to ask him about is just, you know, give me your perspective of, of Trace coming to you and, you know, having a list of things that, that he would like to see changed in the program. And, and I suspect that was well-received from, from Mike Woodson. Uh, he mentioned Coach Woodson was happy and, in fact, kind of surprised. And he also said he, he was pretty sure Coach Woodson, uh, even at the time of his press con- conference, still had a big smile on his face. Based on what Trace said yesterday and then what Coach Woodson said last week when he was interviewed before a charity event up in Fort Wayne and seemed to be concerned and hopeful uh, and uh, and that it could be promising if Ch- Trace were to return. Uh, all those comments put together, I, I think Coach Woodson was kind of uh, wondering about this and would this happen and felt very much that it could go either way, at least as the feeling that, that everything together gave off. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, obviously the COVID issues that Trace has had the last couple of weeks put a, put a wrench in everything. But but leaving that aside, I mean, by all accounts, it sounds like you went out to California, had had very good workouts, you know, got some of the, the feedback that he needed to play more out on the perimeter. Um, you know, some, some videos came out that showed him, you know, with, with some doing some things we haven't seen him do it in Indiana. Um, you know, obviously just a highlight video, so you can't read too much into that stuff, but it, it did leave you with the impression that, you know what, if this guy has some team workouts, goes to the combine and really, you know, makes an impression, really shows people that he can do things that maybe we thought he couldn't do, then, then it is possible that, that he could, uh, take that next step and, you know, move up the charts and have, have a team pick him uh, where he wanted to go in the draft. But, but now he's kind of at that point where he's got another year to, to you know, make that clear. And I, I think that's the other interesting part of yesterday uh, and, and also, you know, this week with, with Woodson is just to better understand exactly how they're going to make that done, where, where Trace can, you know, play in a way that demonstrates that, that he is capable of, of playing an NBA style more on the perimeter, but also not negatively impacting Indiana in any way. I mean, you wouldn't want a guy to go, you know, shoot 30% from three on, on high volume when he can make close to 60% from, from two next year. But if they can come up with a way to, to make it all work for, for Trace's future as well as the Indiana team next year, that, that that's the real secret sauce right now. No question. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us talking. Trace Jackson Davis, his return to Indiana, the press conference that he held yesterday, and uh, more. You know, I hate to word it this way, but I'm going to. Um, with Trace back, who, who are the losers or the potential losers of playing time uh, and opportunity on this team for next season? Yeah, I know what you mean, phrasing it that way. There, there absolutely has to be somebody that, that's negatively impacted, right? I, I would say more than anyone, it's probably Logan Duncombe. 
I mean, he was a guy that, you know, if Trace didn't come back just because they didn't have what I would call a true center, that he was at least going to be right in that conversation, you know, for, you know, he's probably the only one that will say he's actually a center and considers himself a center and, and works on his game the way a center does. So, you know, playing, he had a clear opportunity to get a lot of minutes at the five if Trace didn't come back. And then you got, you know, six, eight guys, Malik Renault and Race Thompson, who, who could kind of play that small ball five role. Um, so, you know, Renault might lose a little bit of time, but, um, but th- that's something that's just interesting to me overall is, you know, how, how playing time is going to be allocated next year, how much, how open the competition is. Um, you know, I think last year we saw start once starting lineup was set. That was pretty much it for the whole year. Um, but, you know, you get, you got some real talented guys like Malik Renault, Jordan Geronimo competing at that four spot, um, you know, that, you know, with Trace back, I think that's their best path to playing time. But, but how do you knock out a guy like Grace Thompson, who's been a starter for a couple of years and, you know, in the sixth year on a college campus. So um, cl- clearly it's Duncan and to a, a lesser extent Renault, but I, I think it's, again, it's going to be real interesting to see just how, how playing time is allocated, how, how open the competition is. And, you know, even as we get into next season, how fluid lineups are that, you know, compared to how they were this past year. Yeah, I agree. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. A couple uh, additional quick things here, Mike, before we let you go. Uh, tomorrow night, it's a good sports night. We've got sectional baseball here on the Big X from Jennings County with three of the locals involved in that, those first-round games tomorrow night. Mike Woodson, Tom Allen, and other IU folks speaking at Huber's, which I know you will be there and provide coverage of that on the dailyhoosier.com. And uh, the IU baseball team, they just barely slid into the Big Ten Conference Tournament, and they begin play tomorrow, I think at 5 o'clock, against top-seeded Maryland uh, in that eight-team event for the uh, Big Ten Championship this year. So Wednesday night's a big sports night, and uh, there will be a lot of excitement out there at Huber's. Yeah, absolutely. It's always good to get all the uh, IU coaches in one spot at one time like that. You got Tom Allen, you got Terry Moore, and you got, you got Mike Woodson. So it's definitely a good opportunity to, to to get updates on on what's going on with those programs. And I know fans definitely enjoy going down there. It's gosh, it's been since 2019 since I guess they they held that event. So. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed, that was my first time down there in, in 2019 and really enjoyed, you know, not just, you know, the, the opportunity with the coaches, but the, uh, the, uh, facilities and everything down there. It's a, it's a great scene down there. And I, I guess I, I might need to borrow, I might need to rent some space with you because I'm, I'm going to be down in Louisville most of the weekend as well. So <laughs> I, I should just move down to Southern Indiana here coming up because we've got the EYBL coming down your way this weekend as well. Going to be fun, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I'll let you talk about what you're excited to see. There are going to be all sorts of really good players Saturday and Sunday at the EYBL. I think it even goes Monday as well. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, one disappointing thing, and I had mentioned this a couple times. In fact, I had some listeners ask me. uh, There was talk of a Friday night game between Gabe Cups' team 
which is Midwest basketball and Adidas team that's primarily centered out of Kentucky uh, because of some of the top players on that team that are committed to Kentucky, or at least one committed to Kentucky. Uh, and then against the uh, Purvis Ellison coached uh, DJ Wagner team from up in the New Jersey area to kind of give a Louisville versus Kentucky uh, theme. Uh, but that game, of course, for IU fans would have included cups. I understand it's not going to be played now on Friday night. It was slated or initially mentioned it could be played at Valley High School. So I was excited to get my basketball weekend started a day earlier, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. But nonetheless, some great basketball, Mike, that you're going to be watching this weekend. Yeah, and for Indiana fans down in the, the southern Indiana or Louisville area that, that want to go, the EYBL is definitely a great opportunity to, to see a lot of the, the players that, that we talk about all the time that we, that we write about, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys that Indiana is recruiting, not, not just the 2023 guys, but 2024, 2025, um, a lot of the prospects. Uh, so definitely a great opportunity. If, it, if it's like it was here in Indianapolis, it, it was only $10 to, to go in and watch. So it's not crazy expensive either. So Definitely recommend it if you enjoy watching high-level high school basketball, for sure. Yeah, no question, Mike. Final thing, uh, Jawan Howard, his name was mentioned here. He was kind of the hot name for a few days in the L.A. Lakers' search for a new boss. And uh, after some rumors, uh, he finally kind of publicly declined his interest in that job. So uh, he'll be back at Michigan. I did not realize that both of his sons will be at Michigan next season. He'll have a chance to coach both of his sons. So he's back at Michigan, and Michigan should be right there with Indiana in the Big Ten. Yeah, no doubt. I think I would have been stunned if he, he had taken that job because of the fact that, that his two sons are going to be there. I mean, I guess maybe that kind of puts his name on the radar down the road as an NBA guy once his sons are out of the program. But that, that would have been absolutely shocking to, to see him take off at the NBA with his son sitting there at Michigan. Um, but, but yeah, looking forward to the big 10 next year, it, it, it is amazing how, you know, with Jackson Davis's return, like everyone has pivoted to putting Indiana right there at the top in terms of, you know, expectations to compete for a big 10 title. I don't think too many people were saying that up until last week, but it's not just, people like me or Indiana fans, it, it's a real national thing that, you know, people think Indiana is one of the top teams and maybe the top, depending on what happens with these two kids, Musa Diabate and Caleb Houston from Michigan, um, both, as I understand it at this moment, still on the fence in terms of whether or not they'll go to the NBA and probably both leaning towards the NBA. If neither one of them come back, I think most people are probably going to end up saying Indiana is the team to beat in the Big Ten, which is quite a turn of events, you know, considering over the last, you know, six years, they really haven't even been close. Yeah, that's um, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Very interesting to see what happens with those two Michigan players between now and the June 1st deadline. You hate to phrase it this way, but it really could. Their future in college could help determine IU's potential for a Big Ten championship very likely who knows uh, and that's I think exciting for fans to have to have those kind of thoughts and and thinking here in the offseason Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier with me Tuesdays Mike always a lot of fun thank you and uh, we'll see you in Louisville see you in southern Indiana at some point and we'll definitely talk with you again next week and recap everything okay Matt look forward to it all right Mike Schumann with us the dailyhoosier.com at daily underscore Hoosier 
on Twitter, one of our IU experts, we call him, that we bring on uh, each day here on the program. Okay, we'll head to a commercial break. Text on the Thornton's text line says, hopefully Woody sticks with the running in practice, especially if it builds stamina and conditioning. Uh, my reply to that, I don't think you got to worry about that. Cliff Marshall, uh, athletic performance, strength and conditioning, whatever you want to call him, uh, he'll have all sorts of uh, running and exercise and sand pits and uh, weights and chains and everything that he does there. We've seen photos of from the IU athletic facilities. He's going to have those guys you can bet working hard here uh, very soon this offseason, if not already. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with some audio from Trace Jackson Davis yesterday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. Back on this Tuesday program, we've got Trace Jackson Davis audio from his press conference on Monday afternoon. We thought we'd just let you hear some of the answers and how serious he was about some of the questions he was asked yesterday about his return to IU and his plans to leave a championship legacy for uh, IU with a return season. We're going to have that audio for you here in just a moment. Reminder, high school baseball coming up Wednesday night. We'll be on the air in Jennings County around 5.30 for first pitch in the Jeff Jennings County game. And we've got New Albany and Floyd Central coming up after that uh, on Wednesday night as well. Here's that audio from Trace. We're going to take this until nearly the end of the program to give you an understanding of what he answered and what he had to say yesterday. I think the biggest thing with um, both, obviously, I want IU to be as good as possible. I think that I elevate their team a lot. But um, just overall, in the sense of me playing away from the basket more, I think picking rolls more, kind of what we did at the end of the season, is going to be big, picking pops and stuff of that. Just using what I use from this NBA draft process um, going into next year, especially with the feedback that I got. So, Chase. Hey, Trace, hope you're doing well. Um, you talked about earlier in regards to um, kind of like what you want to see going forward in the future. You were on the Hoosier Hysterics podcast. So you want to say, you know, you want the offseason work to be changed up. You want the way practice is ran to be changed up. Is that more from an intensity on standpoint to be more intense earlier on? Or do you want more kind of a more different approach on the skill set and things you work on in that uh, point of view? Um, I think – Intensity wise, I think we had a great team. I think everyone worked as hard as possible, but um, just the things that we were working on, um, we ran a lot last year and it was more emphasis on defense. So um, more having more emphasis on the offensive game plan because our defense is going to carry over from last year. Um, we just got to speed some of the younger guys up. But I think the biggest thing for us would probably be offensively um, more sense um, stuff of that nature. So I'm just trying to get meshed together more, play with different guys like Last year, we had two teams, and it was like the starting five and the um, the bench, and we would play against each other. We would never switch up the teams. That's where the starting five and the bench players would play together. So 
I think that's huge for us to just get our team chemistry better. Hey, Trace. Um, you're the first big draft decision we've seen with the NIL earnings out there for a little while. Did that impact you at all? Did you set a little higher bar for the draft? Or have you seen some of your other friends that have gone through the process affected by it? Um, obviously, the NIL with all the trailer, not the like free agency is basically what it is. But um, with the transfer portal and all of that stuff, um, it didn't impact my decision. I wasn't I was never looking at another school or seeing who was going to reach out and give me the most money to go there. So um, it was never anything like that. Um, I was either going to the draft or um, staying at IU. So I wouldn't consider the NIL to be a big reason why I stayed, even though I know there's probably going to be money there and opportunity there, which I'm blessed to be in that situation. But um, obviously, I'm going to use it to my advantage. But I'm here to play basketball and I'll finish my degree. So. Tyler. Hey, Trace. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Um, how and when did you tell Mike Woodson that you were going to be coming back to IU and, and what was his reaction to it? Um, he was kind of surprised, actually, because um, I was the one that was actually called him to uh, host the meeting on Thursday. So I told him on Thursday. We had a long talk about, especially the offseason stuff, kind of some things that I envisioned to help our team be successful because this was his first year in college basketball. So I was just waiting to see what he would do with his way and then taking the stuff that I've learned from the other two seasons under Coach Miller and incorporating some of the stuff that I think would benefit us um, was big. So we talked about that. And then I told him at the very end of the meeting that I was going to come back. And then he was, he was ecstatic. He was ready to go. He was really pumped up. So he's probably still smiling right now. Jim Coyle. Trace, uh, congratulations on uh, making your decision to get out of the way. How much was that a relief in and of itself? And what are your expectations now coming back for this team for your final season? Um, it was a big relief. Um, you got people asking every day what your decision is going to be. Um, before I got COVID, I really wasn't even set on what I was going to do. I was going to just see what happened at the NBA Combine, uh, try to show out there and take it from there. But um, after getting COVID and not even having symptoms, but just I kept testing positive. So I just felt like it was a sign that I should return. Um, but it was a huge relief. And then the expectations that I have for our team, I would say um, the biggest thing for me is trying to win a championship. Um, obviously take it first with the Big Ten and then see what happens in the NCAA tournament, so. Alex. Hey, Trace, thanks for the time. Curious, you talked a little bit about this, but the, the outside shooting and wanting to expand that part of your game, is that something that you feel like you haven't been asked to do in the past and that you're comfortable doing, or is it something you're not comfortable doing previously, or like how do you, kind of assess that and, and how do you integrate that uh, in, into your game moving forward when you're as dominant as you have been around around the paint? Um, so this is the way Coach Woodson explained it to me. He said that, um, especially last year, I was so dominant on the low block that I really didn't need to do that. And um, it's still going to be to a sense of where I'm still going to have dominance. I'm not going to just utterly forget about that. So. Um, the biggest thing for me is just adding just a few jump shots here and there to my game. So um, he wants me, he said I have to shoot four or five jump shots a game and I'm still going to get 10 to 12 shots under the rim. 
So just adding and incorporating it to it, especially in practice to start. So. All right, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, some comments from him yesterday. And that's going to wrap up this uh, Tuesday edition of the program. I'll be back with you tomorrow. We've got high school baseball tomorrow night. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.